Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? It's Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Tark's actually here. That means it's time for the Relic Grind, the Final Fantasy XIV Square Enix podcast here on Ready Check Radio. I'm your host, Mike Byrne, as always. The Magic Man also, it's episode 111, triple ones, baby. Triple one. I mean, I hear that jackpot's up to a billion, so go play it. Play a one and an 11. We'll do something like that. While we talk about Final Fantasy XIV's patch 6.45, which released this week, our Final Fantasy XVI final reviews. Yes, there will be spoilers when we get there. So, you know, grain of salt, you are warned now. If you're sitting back, sipping your Mad Dog 2020, <laughs> listening to this podcast. Your Miller High Life. <laughs> your Miller High Life. On uh, Audible, Berkeley, iTunes, watching it on YouTube, whatever. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Give it a thumbs up, a like, a subscribe. And throw some comments of your cheap ass college drink of choice in the comments there. And if you like what we do here, it's, it's, it's easy, fast, cheap way to support us. Also on the line, yes, he's actually here. Unlike last week when we canceled the show on the spot, Mr. Chris Montoya, aka Tarkoth. What's up, sir? Three years. I've never missed the show. Always been available, and this time just not feeling well and. Damn it. Now I feel bad. Yep. And, and I found out, never let me let I it down. found out after <laughs> the fact that you hadn't even finished 16, but yet you said nothing when I so I send the show notes out and I'm like, I know Flynn finished. I'm gonna fin I sent them out like Thursday <laughs> and I I was gonna finish that night. Like I knew I was right at the end. And I'm like, all right, yeah, it's time. It's been a couple of weeks. We'll go ahead and talk spoilers. I threw the notes out and I'm like, I don't know if Tark caught up and beat it or not but i'm sure he'll say something when i put in the notes and and i have it real big in the chat hey the notes have been shared with you we will be talking about 16 there will be spoilers this time all the caps are off like if he didn't beat it i'm sure flynn he would say something guess who didn't say something (laughs) (laughs) again also also on the line still hasn't beaten it (laughs) also on the line there flynn himself mr paul berlin what's up beard yeah, I'm finally done with my platinum for 16 as of three hours ago. Yeah, fuck nice. that. I looked at some of those trophies and I was like, I like this game, but not enough for that. Not enough. Uh, There's one in particular that annoyed me more than the others. Yeah, yeah. Some of them. Some of them. Are just but like, not for awkwardness, oh. just for how to resolve it. But I'll talk about that in a bit. Hey, uh, yeah, we'll get down to 16 in a minute, but this week in Final Fantasy 14 news, uh, I thought this was really cool, and I just wanted to add it real quick. I don't know if you saw this, but there was a 69-year-old streamer like 24 hours ago who was Mm -hmm. 48 hours ago now, I think, streaming Final Fantasy 14. Uh, kind of struggling with some more difficult, you know, uh, 12th Circle raid type stuff, right? And about two and a half hours into his stream, Hironobu Sakaguchi, creator Final Fantasy himself, pops up in chat. Pops up in his chat on stream. And we know Sakaguchi has dabbled in 14, right? So, And and he's a bit on the uh, older side as well. 
uh, right? And here we have a 69-year-old streamer playing Final Fantasy XIV, doing some some raiding content there. So very cool to see him show up. But he says, uh, he, he pops into the chat, and all he says was, hey, uh, let me try to find the exact quote. Uh, Google Translate, of course. Uh, where is it? Oh, no, I can't find the quote. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I can't find the... I had a translation of what he had said, and I can't find it. Do you guys, do either of you guys have it? Uh, not trying to love a quick nosy. Let's see, let's see here. Here we go. Here we go. Let's see if it's right here. Do, 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 do. It's going to be right here. Come on. Yeah, here we go. So he says... He pops into the chat. No, this isn't it. God damn it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know where the hell the damn thing went. But uh, anyway, he just came in and he just said, you know, hey, it's nice to see you. Hope you're having fun. This is Sakaguchi. And like, you know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, you know? Like, (laughs) you never know (laughs) if it actually is. But then a little while later, you know, and obviously this guy was like starstruck. I would have been too, right? I would have been freaking over the moon. Um as if to like, hey, I want to make sure that that dude or knows this was legit. And it, it was over in Japan. Uh, Sakaguchi tweeted from his official Twitter that like he he stopped by and wished him good luck and stuff like that. It was very, very, very cool, Tark. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah that was probably one of those things that probably wouldn't register until after I was done with what I was doing. <laughs> Get a little, a little starstruck. Like, oh. Yeah, okay. absolutely. That'd be so cool. And like, oh my God. Brad Pitt was in my stream. Flynn That's seeing awesome. Sakaguchi stop by your stream. That'd be pretty dope. I know. You, you'd freak out a little, wouldn't you? Yeah. It's like the founder of Final Fantasy Popular is like, ah, shit, I'm doing terrible. Uh, <laughs> You're like, don't, don't die. Don't die. Don't die. He's here. Uh, yeah. Six- apparently, when he entered the chat, it was nice to meet you. I'm Sakaguchi. Yeah, there it is. Thank you. Um, 6.45 did go live this week. Not a huge patch, obviously. We get the uh, conclusion of the Hildebrand uh, adventures. We get the new, the final stage of the Relic Weapon quest. We get the Blue Mage stuff, and we get the Variant slash Criterion dungeon. That's uh, There's some G-Po stuff in there, too. But from like content standpoint, that's basically your content uh, in the 4.5. As we head into 6.50 and the live letters... Yeah, if you know, right, Neobari, some might not know his Twitch handle, exactly. So you're kind of like, I don't know if that's really him or not. Uh, we probably would, because we've watched him stream Final Fantasy XIV, and we'd yeah. recognize the handle, but, you know, who knows. Uh, Tark, what are you thinking as you work your way through the 645 content? Uh, just more stuff to do. Uh, Variant has been pretty awesome. We've cleared out all of the center lanes. Um, I'm really loving the aesthetic, the the music. Stormblood music, hype. That's good stuff. Uh, and I really want to get into Criterion because that mount looks sick. You didn't do Criterion oh, and, uh, at all yet? No, I have not uh, touched Criterion yet. Okay, but you did do Variant. Yes, I have done okay. Variant. Yeah. Okay, cool. Flynn, what do you got? Yeah, I've done some Variant. I haven't done too much. I ended up uh, going after some Doomy spells, helping some people out learn the older spells. But yeah, the remixes of Kugane are really amazing. But we've got Highland Sanctuaries. 
why have we not got outdoor furnishings that everyone can use as rewards? Yeah. 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 And did I say final? My bad. It's the third step of the relic quest. Third step. So yeah, we'll have the six five five. If I, if I said final, I apologize. And yeah, there'll be more Hildy. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Hildebrand's gonna keep going too. But um, the the relic is dumb again. Get fifteen. We knew what it. Yeah, when we knew it would be like get mm-hmm. fifteen hundred yeah. tombstones and do this. Uh, they and, missed and a step. Do. They could have added some rewards into Criterion to see launch at the same time. Uh, see, I don't. Th- like, still have to poetic step. Just add something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you have to... So you get an extra drop. You for. always... you always, Particularly when you start talking about Criterion, Savage, Extreme, like, all that stuff, that you always... If they're going to go that route for stuff, they always have to add a secondary method, right? Where... Yeah. Because that that's just content some people aren't going to do. Like, even people that like the variant dungeon may not have any interest in the difficulty of a Criterion dungeon, right? Yeah. So you always have to add that second stuff. Uh, so... I'm not going to do the blue mage stuff because I just don't care. I mean, I'll get around to it. It's something I fart around with, a, you know, on a random Wednesday night when I don't have anything to do and there's nothing else I feel like doing. I'll go grab a couple of spells, but I'm in no hurry there. Either of you, like, blue mage, got to get it capped and get all those spells. Um, uh, and I know there's a minion there. I'll get it someday. Whatever. My boy Pierce and I plan to uh, join together, power level each other. Uh, and then start collecting spells. Um, we really want to get blue mage stuff done because we want the marble mount. I want the minion. So, and it's a great way to get aetherite tickets on the carnival. So, yeah, it's definitely content that I want to dive into. What about you, Flynn? Are you a blue major, or was it? Yeah, I can enjoy it, but it's been the case of not being able to get the people together. There's more people now between my free company and another free company we team up with. I want to do things like I said. We've gone through all the old overworld spells, so yeah, like the mobile mounts on the radar, just stuff to mess around with that and your know, generic raids or stuff. So yeah, yeah. content drought, perfect time. Yeah, Neobari in chat is absolutely right. I mean, we are like it or not, going to be heading into a severe content drought here uh, shortly. Uh, with Live Letter and Fan Fest just a little over a week away, Tark, I know you're super excited, super excited. Obviously, no show next oh, yeah. week. Tark's going to be headed to Fan Fest. Uh, well, there is a show next week, sorry. Uh, but these two gentlemen won't be on it. They'll be, you know, Tark will oh. be headed off to Fan Fest. Uh, Dylan the Villain Camacho and Travis Pfeiffer will be joining me for a full review of oh. the Final Fantasy TCG Dawn of Heroes Legends. That set comes awesome. out next Friday. We'll be reviewing all the legends next Thursday night. So we will have a show, but it won't be 14 or 16 related. It'll be FFTCG. Uh, so come and join me and my special guests as Tark and Flynn have the day off. And Tark heads on over to FanFest. Uh, we won't be doing anything live for FanFest, uh, no. We'll be watching the keynote and everything, and then we'll obviously regroup next Thursday, the Thursday after, and whew, we'll go through all of it. And we're going to have a ton of information, I'm sure. It'll be a blast to go through all of it. But then, as Neobari said, looking at the other side of it, yeah, we have 6.5 and 6.5.5, but there's enhanced space between those patches. Uh, just mm-hmm. like we have in the the rest of the six series, and then probably a longer than usual period between five five and seven zero. Oh. So maybe I'll hit the blue mage up then. Variant dungeon. I like this one more than the other one. I agree. Yeah, I agree. 
Definitely. I like the Asphatic a lot more. I'll tell you my reason. One reason why. Go for it. Hancock, greater. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like character wise, (laughs) if you like the character, fine. I love the aesthetic of it. I thought the thing was beautiful. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, it's the aesthetics. Definitely. I also think the the music's great, but you know, we we already knew that was going to be because we're going back to to some places where there was fantastic music. (laughs) They're using trailer music as boss music. It's awesome. (laughs) Um, but I thought it was smoother. Like you still, there's still twelve paths Mm. to go through and stuff, but. I, I don't know. Did they put less? Maybe it was just me. It felt like there were either less less convoluted. Yeah, like there were either less uh, trash pools um, in in most of the paths. Uh, it just felt like I I was moving through it a little at a better clip. It felt smoother going through there. Um, there weren't quite as many like odd, but there's still puzzles, right? Yes, there's still twelve yeah, different lanterns. paths you got to go through. Extra boss, like all that, all that stuff is there. I don't know what it was though. It just felt smoother to me, Flynn. Is that my imagination? No, no. I think part of it's it's our second one. We know what to expect. Part of it, I think they also learned their lesson. But yeah, I think. It, it definitely felt more streamlined across. When you the say board. learnt their lesson, uh, in what regards? Uh just in. It was their first time out with uh, the first this type one. Of content. Well, fair, yeah, but so fair, but it, I don't think like they changed the formula on this at all. No, but they learned like there's maybe pops maybe a tiny bit shorter. Yeah. So there's less running to and from. It did feel like getting from A to B was smoother and faster, more a bit more concise. I was very happy because first run through, I got one of the minions. So that made me very happy. There is still a minion I'm missing on the other one. Like, I cannot get the damn thing to drop. So I was very happy the first run through here, I got one of the minions. So that was pretty pretty cool. Uh, The boss fights, Tark, I really like these boss fights. It's some good stuff. Uh, I've done all the paths on the middle, so I've seen all three bosses, including the extra bonus one. Art of the and Fluff. Yeah, they... Art of the Fluff is Art one of, of my favorite the first one. favorite yes. abilities in the entire game now. <laughs> Art of the Fluff, the dogs. <laughs> and you're like, how do you not look at the puppies? I They're know. so cute. <laughs> I know. Don't look at the puppies. Don't look at the puppies. Uh, there's another way. You just don't pull the red rope, and yeah. you won't see the puppies. Yep. But I prefer the red rope because I don't like the floor shaking flip mechanics. So I deal. I'll deal with the puppies. It's all good. Yeah, they. But do. yeah, it's, it's they're all they're all really good fights. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't even seen half of them yet. Yeah, it's very Neobari saying. Apparently, they took the good dungeon bosses and just put them in the variant dungeon. Pretty much. Yeah. Hello. Pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. I still got to do. I think. Six more paths? I think I'm halfway done. So, or, or I need seven. Nice. I'm close to being halfway done if I'm not. I've exactly done five, halfway. I think. Yeah, that's right where I am, like five or six. Uh, but yeah, that I mean, that pretty much does it. The mounts, though, are so much better in this one than, than the oh, Sultan. Yeah. The Yokai lamp mount, I love. The lamp yeah. mount for completing all the paths, and then the Criterion one. I'm like, I'm sorry. The, the throne, just the chair, yeah. is just not exciting. This This one is. Yes, please. So, oh, yeah. you don't like chairs? Okay, fine. Uh, hey, I'm fine with chairs. I sit in one all day. 10 a.m. <laughs> Pacific time next Saturday is the live letter live from FanFest. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, 10 a.m. 
Obviously going to be streamed on Twitch and YouTube. Talking about 6.5 Part 1 and a few miscellaneous updates. Now, this one, they're going to have other panels and stuff. It's FanFest, right? And they're going to have other an, an additional live letter and stuff, like, like they usually do. But this one's probably tar- going to be, like, really pointed. Like, big announcements, because we're going to have the keynote, right? And then we're going to have the, the live letter portion, too. And I think the live letter portion is, like, scheduled for an hour and a half. Like, it's, whoosh, it's really truncated compared to them just sometimes talking for sure. four hours on, on stream. Yeah. But they got to... They got to keep that schedule up over at FanFest. Yes, I do. Yeah. And if you're looking for the schedule of FanFest, the entire thing is up. So like I just mentioned, the keynote, 10 a.m., uh, 11.30 to 11.30 on Friday, the 28th. That's things an hour and a half. We should have some pretty big announcements there. Uh, and then a few other things. I'm not going to give you the whole schedule. Performances, cosplay, and uh, Realm Revisited, all kinds of stuff. Saturday is the live letter, also from 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Uh, so look for both. And then the Crystalline Conflict North American Championships. So, yeah, Primal's live and con- Man, you're going to have a good time. Hey, uh, are you, like, getting their mm-hmm. app thing? I saw, the, like, FanFest inten- attendees, you need to use the apps and uh, register for things. And they were, like, putting out warnings that, like, different events um, not were going to be limited on who could participate. Like, not everybody at FanFest oh. was going to be able to sign up for stuff. Like, all right, how, how's know, it going? Someone was talking about that, but it didn't, like, compute in my brain what they were talking about. So now that you bring yeah, it up, you now need I'm it for the battle challenge. Like if you even remotely, okay. yeah, if you're gonna do that stuff <laughs> and the puzzles, then you need to go get the app, bro. I need to get the app. Yeah. All right. Let's get that. that let's go get that app. Let's do that. Yeah, now. and I kind of agree. I saw Fusion tweeted, uh, Flynn, that like different rewards for things have been kind of physical goods in the past, uh, and he's kind of worried that like, hey, some of these rewards might be like patches in the app. And he's like, I'm just going to delete this thing like two months after the damn event. That would kind of feel disappointing <laughs> if if the rewards were, yay. Hopefully it's something properly redeemable. <laughs> At least it's not NFTs, I guess. Yeah. I want <laughs> the grapes. I want the grapes in the goodie bag. The low polygon grapes that they're putting in your goodie bag. I want those. Oh, I'm. Oh, yeah. yeah well. <laughs> I want those. Then he thinks he's trying to his actual grapes, his grapes. They look pretty sweet. They look pretty sweet. I will say though, the NA FanFest looks to be more catered to an English audience than past centuries. With you know the uh, North American community team being in charge of a lot of the panels. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And we didn't even take it into account. An hour and a half live letter with translations. Yeah. So, yeah, that, I mean, that's so going to be... 45 minutes, it's going to be real short. Yeah, yeah it's going to so be real short. Outside of the live letter and the keynote, the only other panel will be the one with uh, Nishikawa that's translated. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Nishikawa. Yes, yes. Yeah, Two hours, the keynote, yeah. the opening ceremony, Realm Revisited. Um, that's with uh, Aya Montoya and Daniel Graft. And then, yeah, Ishikawa is the beginning from the end, the annotated Endwalker presentation. And that's going to be in English and Japanese as well. Yeah. And then, like, the, the but, music performances, too, right? Yeah. yeah. Gonna be. But as far as panels, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because Sogan with his autotome, auto, auto whatever they're called. Automaton? Ready to go. Yeah. 
the the little the little, the little music the little music note mouth guy. Yeah, we gotta yeah, get some memes. My my son has one. Uh, <laughs> they're they're pretty awesome. Hey, uh, Kugane. Speaking of it, <laughs> there's no like official world record for the speed the jump puzzle in Kugane, but you know there's a community that tries to do that faster and faster. Well. <laughs> We were going to talk about this last week, so I know this is a little older than a week, but Pint, streamer, that little evil Lala fell, uh, <laughs> decided to take on the challenge of beating the world record. Quote, unquote, yeah. world record. And he went ahead and did it. Beat it in 43.3 seconds. That's fast. That's fast. That's fast. <laughs> That's fast. Good world record. That should hold for about 24 hours. Because then Ima <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Otakon, who previously had the record and hadn't been running it for years at this point. Yeah. What was it? Three days after Stormblood's release? <laughs> jumped back in to the fray the very next day after seeing the world record beat and reclaimed it, shaving almost five seconds off <laughs> and doing it in 38.74 seconds. Just insane. At that point, that's like doing it blindfold. Like you just know the key presses. You just you know exactly you wonder, what to press. Yeah, you gotta wonder how long he's been sat on our time and just like I'm waiting for someone to try and beat me. Then I'm just coming out and just go ahead and well, yeah. here you go. Yeah, Neobari automatone. It's a tone, not tome. Automatone. Uh automatone. yeah. So I mean it'd be cool to have the record for a day. I I made yeah. a video on my personal YouTube channel years ago. That was like tips and trips, uh, tricks for the Kugane jump puzzle, uh, because like the hitboxes of the the beams and stuff, they could totally uh, be abused, right? Like, yeah, yeah. The, I love jump puzzles in MMORPGs, it's and like I the like summer, the summer one. Yeah, and I like them in fourteen, but honestly, like the movement physics in fourteen are not conducive to to jump puzzles. Yeah. Uh, yeah, doing jump puzzle on this as well in fourteen is enough. <laughs> And so I did a video. I still get comments on that video to this day. It's like eight years old or something like that. And it's like, oh, my God, thank you so much. This corner helped. And I'm like, I still reply to it. I don't post anything on my personal YouTube. It's all over here on Ready Check Radio now but or on MMO Bomb. But, yeah, <laughs> still people doing the Kagani jump puzzle. Good times. Mogstock. We were going to talk. Yeah, we were going to talk about Mogstock on the last show. Uh, if you were one of the runners of the Mogstock musical celebration in Final Fantasy fourteen, blame Tark for us not being able to talk about it before the event actually happened. <laughs> we hope it went well. Tark, what do you have to say to the community for Mogstock 2023? You know, I, I, I apologize uh, for my ailment that uh, we couldn't promote it in the proper way. Um, I hope you will forgive me, and we'll try to do better if you uh, hold this event again uh, in the future. All right, that'll do. That'll do. I think they'll. I think they'll be okay. If any of you are the okay. Mogstock yeah. coordinators, we sincerely apologize. You were in our show notes last week. Let's talk about sixteen, gentlemen. It's time to talk about sixteen. Woo! Let's give us uh, some review stuff here, and then we'll get into a few news bits on 16 and wrap it up with a few other uh, Square Enix things. Now, Tark, you haven't beat it yet. Where are you 
uh, in the game? How close to the end are you? Uh, well, since we're talking about spoilers, I got Bahamut and have been stuck in side quest purgatory. So yeah, that's that's about where oh, I'm at. You're, so you're pretty close. You're pretty close. Yeah. You're you're getting there. so I'm. You, let's, you've let's, already let's you've already let's, beaten uh, Bahamut. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You're you're not far. You're not all that far. Uh, sides. <laughs> Flynn, we talked about side quests before on this. Yeah. Side quests in this game suck balls. Like, they're terrible. Until you get to the end, and there's like a whole sweep of side quests that are so worth doing, many of which you cannot do if you haven't done the seven quests, side quests leading up to it throughout the time you started unlocking side quests that are total butts. Like, <laughs> it feels so bad. There are some great payoff quests with side quests with mid, uh, yeah. with the blacks, uh, uh, Blackthorn, the, your blacksmith, with uh, even with Karen, mm -hmm. um, with Karen uh, Tome, Goot, uh, yeah, Goot. There, yeah. There, there are so many good caps at the end with the side quests, but man, getting there is freaking brutal. For some of them, yeah, it's so bad because of the. The, the eras that you're jumping to and they're linking so you're gating those it, it feels bad if you decided oh this is just awful i'm gonna they get do, by it they flesh out and then so like, much though like there are yeah. a lot of those quests that flesh out characters they, they flesh out areas of the world uh like you know this area nobody's ever lived and now we're gonna like reclaim it and stuff like there's mm -hmm. so much good stuff in those last like I, I definitely the last batch. Uh, I treat them as batches because as soon as a batch opens up, I clear them, right? Yeah. Um, yes. yeah. And I recommend if you care about like that smaller ancillary character development, world development stuff, I recommend doing it the same way. Like when two or three or six open up, stop, clear them, then keep going uh, because then you'll get to go through story for a bit until they drop another batch. That last batch is really good for this stuff, and even the one before it has a couple of good ones in there. But, man, before it, it was like, like come on. <sighs> yeah, the early stage is, is very a Realm Reborn, where the latter ones are, you know, Shadowbringers and Walker level of, of story and stuff. It's like going back through a second time where... Some of these starter ones just seem so insignificant, but you remember where they get to. You're seeing how the world changes bit by bit as these side quests happen. Like uh, uh, Quentin, when you first meet him back when uh, Sid's traveling with you versus how mm -hmm. he ends up right at the end. Oh, his and side just quest his character progression. got fucking dark. Oh, his side quest got dark. Uh, and you don't. And I'm not see, even at the end, and I, I see it's dark. <laughs> yeah, you don't even. See, well, you, what sucks about it though is like you don't see really the resolution. Like, what is it? What what is it, Flynn? He goes into the house, it fades to black, and he's coming out of the house with blood on his shirt. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and Clive is just ah. like, "Did you take care of stuff?" Quentin's like, "You bet I did." <laughs> like, just, yeah, not damn right <laughs> I did. Uh, talk earlier got to the Karen quest where uh, mm -hmm. she goes eye for an eye. I was just yes. like, oh, she's she's dark and how we realized. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Um, 
I felt I liked the game more when I was done with it than I did at points playing it, if that Ooh. makes sense. Yeah. I very, very much enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the world. Um, I, I liked the action combat. It certainly fits in the Final Fantasy universe to me. I I don't think it'll ever be like mainline material for me personally, just because of how drastically they pivoted away from RPG elements. And I'm not talking about turn-based combat; like it doesn't have to be turn-based, but it's just such a drastic pivot to me. In my head, Final Fantasy one through X, you know, those are RPGs. Period. Final Fantasy is an <laughs> RPG series. This ain't. It just isn't. Uh, and that's okay, but. To me, the the number series is always, you know, an RPG. And this just isn't it. Uh, so since this is a spoiler, did the main character end up killing the kid? You hinting that he's somebody that we know, but he doesn't. So obviously the kid does it get around to killing him. Yeah, Clive uh, killed Joshua in the opening scenes of the demo, if you played the demo. Uh, yeah. Clive was not aware that he was the one that killed Joshua. Uh, so it's kind of that, like... Dramatic irony, right? We know something as the viewer that the main character doesn't know, uh, but he does find out pretty quickly. He's possessed, in a way. Ultimate mm. 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 nods oh, to it. No, what? it's it's uh yeah. I wouldn't say possessed. That's not the word there. I don't think. I think it's you more see of with a, the other icons. Had, yeah, he has no control. Yeah, he just lost control. Yeah, and he didn't have it because he didn't know. Yeah, I mean, his first time awaking, he had no idea what was going through anyways. Um, then there was the whole, you know, you're actually seeing through Torgal's eyes, the puppy's eyes. Because when he's ripping apart Joshua, you, and you hear that bark, and, and you look up and you see Ifrit smashing. That's actually, you're looking through Torgal's eyes. That's kind of interesting when you really think about that. Torgal kind of being the dominant of Fenrir was badass when that happened. I'm oh, going to say yeah. that. Oh, I did not yeah. see that coming. <laughs> I didn't see it coming at all. <laughs> when he just books it from behind that wall to try and save Jill, <laughs> and he turns into Fenrir in midair, I was like, okay, yeah, you dominant dog. You good dog. Yeah. He's good best dog. boy. <laughs> yeah, he is definitely best boy. Definitely yeah, he best probably boy. has my favorite <laughs> side quests. Uh, so, Flynn, you've probably been out of the three of us the most positive about yeah. the game and it's standing in the mainline series and things like that you're now in your new game plus playthrough so am i do you still feel that way like is this a 10 out of 10 game for you it's a 9 out of 10 yeah I, yeah that's how i feel it's not perfect but as a complete package it it just it captured me the Especially the set pieces of this game. The set pieces are so beautifully crafted. It is cinema. Like when you watch it, like talks just on the palm. It is that is such a cinematic experience. It is a lot of um, cinema. <laughs> a lot of cinematic experience to the point where it's not a game anymore. It's just cinematic. Yeah, uh, and you're just you wait, watching a movie. You wait to and try like, and skip all the cutscenes on your second playthrough. <laughs> that is so irritating. And we, you and I were talking about that last yeah. week when we were waiting for Tark in New Game Plus. Please, Square, give me an option in the settings to skip all previously viewed cutscenes, Please. 
You gave it to Didn't me in Final Fantasy like. 14. I don't know why in New Game Plus, if you're making me redo the same quest and the same side quest, and there is no difference in the visuals that you're going to show me, please stop making me pause the screen and hold down triangle to skip the cutscene just to load into another cutscene that I have to pause and hold down. Please just give me an option to shut them all off except new. You did it in 14. Move the damn feature over. I understand, oh, I understand motion blur issue, took priority. Right? <laughs> I get it. But please, so annoying. Yeah. Have you done any arcade mode? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that disables cutscenes outright. Yeah, it just it shuts them off. Yeah. Yeah. It just fades to black, comes back up. You have control. Here you go. Yeah. So at this point, like I said uh, uh, before the show, I've got my platinum now. I have two trophies left on our second playthrough. One to do Final Fantasy difficulty, the second to do uh, Master All Abilities. I had done 90% of all the side quests on the second save to do that. Yeah. That is my biggest gripe I've got with the game now. <laughs> Never mind this missing Tom Breeze, the missing Chocobo theme. Yeah, there is a Just lot of like, I had Final to do Fantasies so much side quest. staples missing from the game, Tark. Like an, a, a fair amount of them. Like you, you get one Moogie, you, you get your mm -hmm. Chocobo, Ambrosia, uh, but then there are Chocobos in the wild, but there's like no music, yeah. no Chocobo music. There, there's a lot of iconic characters. And, you know, Yoshi P has famously said in interviews, it's like, you got Moogles, you got Chocobos, you got Crystals, you got a Final Fantasy, right? Like, that's his... <laughs> you got that stuff, you you got it. But I don't know, man. To me, at the at the end, I think it's just... it's a. I enjoyed it. I'm glad I played it. I had fun playing it. It's a 7 to a 7.5 for me, though. Like, it's... I very much enjoyed the story. I wish they would have... I'm okay with a, an open ending... In, in some regards to movies and, and cinema and, and video games. I think they tried maybe a little too hard to leave almost everything in open to interpretation, whether Joshua lives, whether Clive lives. Like, there's an awful lot that is left open to interpretation at the end. And even, like, the payoff at the end, a, a book on a table called Final Fantasy by Joshua Rosefield. Uh, you don't know if that was actually written by Joshua. Like, did Joshua <laughs> write it? Did Joshua live and he wrote it? In which case, then he, there's information he clearly doesn't have the ability to know how to get in the book. Um, or did Clive write it and put Joshua's name on it? Because final and fantasy are two words he uses in a quote that Joshua couldn't possibly have heard when Clive said it. But Clive does have this, like, giving people their due, their recognition, and yeah. their longevity with Sid and, and everybody else. So maybe he wrote Final Fantasy and put Joshua's name on it. Just seems like there's an awful lot of open ends, and I can appreciate those, but I would have liked closure on some pieces, I think. And maybe that's just a personal yeah. flavor thing, though. No, I get that. I get that. You, the you, same you way? tie this. You tie this with the statements that Yoshi is like, no, this is supposed to be a beginning to end, a, a fully contained story, but right. now we're getting, you know, the inklings of uh, uh, DLC. Um, maybe we can talk about it in the future. Well, see, but that's okay. the thing, though. Like, they weren't originally, remember, Yoshi P said that, like, we're, this is, we don't yeah. want to do DLC. Like, we don't want to do yeah. a King's Glaive. We don't want to do Final Fantasy 15 DLC. Uh, we are finding and hearing now that they are open to it now. So things have clearly changed there, but 
it seems like one of the things that they would like to do with DLC isn't necessarily Flynn continuing the story. It's giving pieces of the story from different character perspectives so that you can go and see what Sid, the original Sid, was doing at a certain time in this storyline or go see what Jill was doing at a certain time in the storyline. So I don't even think, maybe I'm wrong, I don't even think their intent with DLC is going to be to continue this story. It's, no, I don't think it's going to so be to either. show other aspects of it. Yeah, like I've gone through this game twice now and it does feel from start to end you could take it as it is and be content. Yeah. You may not like or you, you know, could get ready the for end, the sequel. You could get ready for 16 You got my fantasy. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, so kind of especially said, I've got so much music left. Let me do something. Give me a toggle theme, <laughs> you know. But as as a self, uh, self-contained package, they delivered. Whether we get DLC or not, 16 feels like we got a full game from it. Whereas 15, as we talked about last week, it didn't. 15 felt lacking with its story. I agree. So, yeah, Tark, they, where they are you in combat so, now that you've basically done everything the game has to offer? Maybe you don't have all the icons unlocked yet, but you're pretty damn close. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. it's just, uh, you know, which abilities do you like worse or better or worse? Yeah, but but that, as, as far as a system. Uh, again, I, I feel like this needs to be taken from the game and it being a final fantasy and as a game i like the combat i like you know there's not much in the way of like upgrading like even in a god of war you know you take things up uh, several steps and different abilities here's just you know an upgrade and then mastery so you can use it uh, attached to a different icon so there's not really much variation i mean there's like 36 abilities so there is some variation because you're only you're locked into, you know, the three iconic feats and six abilities. Um, it's just a matter of playstyle. You know, do you like to be a, a counter master? Do you want to have long charge times and and do giga flares? Um, so I, it's all kind of a matter of playstyle. I'm trying to find stuff that suits me. So in that regards, it's cool, but. You nailed it earlier. Like, there's like very few RPG elements where I'm feeling, oh, okay, this is this is this is where the RPG is. Yeah, there's almost um, there's almost none. The abilities is not it. Yeah, yeah, there's there's almost none. It is an action uh, game through and through. Um, yeah. The the gearing is garbage as far as like an RPG gearing I... system stuff like that. I mean, it's just I laugh every time I level. I'm like, yeah, okay, that doesn't matter for nothing. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's. I, you can't. By the way, if you're hoping to create the uh, ultimate weapon, which in this game is Ultima weapon, uh, you are going to have to basically not only beat the game, but also almost beat New Game Plus. You can't make Ultima weapon until like after the Bahamut, after the Bahamut fight in uh, New Game Plus. So yeah, you'll have to go through the game twice if you want to do that. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like I, I feel like there are things that I'm negative about in this game. RPG elements are missing. The gearing is just pointless. Like, it, yeah, I, I mean, will say for the gearing, from an action game perspective, it allows you to control the does. difficulty of the game. Right, 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 right. Um, the so people like even for fancy mode, it wasn't difficult. Like, as soon as you know which abilities work the right way, yeah, the game is 
basically a breeze. Yeah. I think but I think total first playthrough, I died three times. Total. And yeah. all three were, ah, well, shit. I wasn't paying attention and I didn't use a potion fast enough. Not like I was oh, out, a dragon not like I was out of potions and like stressed. I just oh, forgot to hit the button. Uh, yeah. Once you turn into an icon, it's super easy. Like you, you would have to try to lose the icon battles. Uh, yeah. They are fun. They are visually spectacular. Uh, they are great, but there's no challenge there. That's okay because I get what they're doing, right? They, they want you to play the story and they don't want the game's play to be a hindrance to viewing the story. If you want challenge, New Game Plus, Final Fantasy mode, arcade mode on very like that's where they put it very devil may cry exactly uh Tikal does have a question i think we should actually ask this one um flynn yoshi p being busy with 16 and whatever games next since he the, you know 16 was a hit whether you like it or not and uh, maybe he's going to be tapped to do the next one whether that's a 16 2 type thing or moving on to 17 is it time for final fantasy 14 to get a new director <laughs> this Ooh. has been something that's been in the circles of 14 since Heavensward, where he just wants mm. someone to be good enough to take over the producer role. It's like, yeah, I'll stall direct. Someone be good enough for producing. But he just can't trust anyone now. I think that's... Uh, he's stuck in the cycle. Um, we can hope I that he can spread out I'm not asking you to answer for him. I'm asking you to answer for you, Bill. <sighs> Do you feel? Yeah. Yes, but also I feel like I'm part of the cycle where I can't envision 14 under anyone's leadership other than Yoshi piece. So is that a no? Mm, I think it's going to be a no. Yeah. It's a no. All right. Tark, same question. Uh, so, yeah, Flynn, I'm sorry. You seem to be more like harboring like, you know, the feelings of, you know, fanboyism where i'm like you know 14's been kind of in i love the game i love the content that we get it's kind of been in a rut like everything's been very cooker very cooker cutter very formulaic uh i think we need a new either it's producer or director um to maybe give us something different uh you know put a different spin on uh, 14, maybe bring someone that has ideas for bringing the world to life, because once we're done with the zones and the quests, more often than not, we're, we're done with the zones and no one ever visits them again. So uh, there's a lot of space in 14, and I just think uh, it's not properly being used, and there's, there's yeah, we could use a, a little bit of change in leadership, maybe, just a different vision. So I'm going to say, uh, I don't necessarily personally feel that it needs a change, but I will say I personally would like him to pick one. Pick one. Yeah. Take 14 or move on and take the other stuff, right? Whether that's a sequel to 16 or a new mainline or whatever project he wants to work on. He's, by God, he the, the dude's earned the opportunity to do whatever yes. the hell he wants, right? Yep, absolutely. Um, whether you like him or not really doesn't matter. He is from a company standpoint, he's the money man. You go go do whatever project you want. But I do think as much as there was the hey, yeah, it's business creative unit or business uh, creative business unit three, 
uh, doing both of these games. No, they're different teams. It's not going to take resources. Meh, 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 meh. We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Yeah, I don't think that's entirely 100% true. I didn't yeah. when it was said. I don't now that I'm seeing the progression of 16 and stuff. Because one of the points that you just mentioned, Tark, was like, they were in 14 doing stuff like that, where there was reasons for experienced players to go back to other zones. And in fact, the relic quests were were used in exactly that type of function sometimes, right? You can go do yep. fates in Heavensward because they had the Heavensward free trial, and so they wanted old players to go back there, go do fates and stuff in those zones, and it'll help you with your relic if you don't want to go do what what it with Bosja, right? Um, sure. This relic line so far has been 1,500, 1,500, 1,500. Yep. You know, uh, so pick one, I think. I'm I'm not necessarily opposed to Yoshi P staying as producer director of 14. I'm not opposed to him going and doing other Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest projects, whatever he wants to do. But I don't think realistically that this is sustainable with a, a division like this. Yeah, he may not have done everything for both titles, and he's certainly just one person on both titles. We're talking about two massive groups under the same business unit. But, you know. We'll see. Yeah, I agree with you. Final review, Tark, for 16. Even though you're not quite done yet, you got to give it a 1 to 10 because this is the last time where we're going to go through this until they do DLC or whatever. Uh, I will give it, for the game that it is, I'll give it a 9. I think the combat is a hell of a lot of fun. I love burst windows. Uh, the whole Sagar bar mechanic I've loved since 13, so uh, sign me up for that. That's good. Um, there's just no L RPG elements. The big cinematic stuff is is a sight to behold. Uh, some of it gets a little freaking out of this world, literally out of this world crazy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Merging and, and in space and <laughs> just like, I was like, is this Dragon Ball? Are we like Goku and Gohan merging together? Yes. Uh, power level 20 million. Let's go. Yes, that's like, exactly what happened. So... Yeah. Uh, I'll give an eye. I think it's an awesome, fun game. I just don't think it's a Final Fantasy. If they come out with DLC, I might not even get it. So, Flynn. Yeah, I said it's on 9 out of 10. The set pieces are amazing. The, the way they did the crystal story is quite unique for a Final Fantasy. That was something I really love as well. The combat. It's the combat. You once you understand the system and know how it's broken, easy, so you don't take damage virtually ever. It became it becomes a bit simple, but yeah, I'm all for it. Uh, really, you thought the crystal thing was unique? The the fact that we're destroying the crystals rather than gathering? Didn't we do the same thing in Stormblood? Did we? Didn't we have like a similar? Got to get rid of these crystals type storyline? Or am I misremembering the expansion? I don't remember that. Ho, ho, ho. No, see, now I'm going to go look. <laughs> I mean, there was Ivelisse and the Aura site. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what I was thinking. I don't know. Uh, I got to give it a... Uh, I think it's a seven, seven and a half creeping on an eight for me. 
creeping on an eight. It's a good action game. It's a great story. Visually, Mm -hmm. audio, presentation, glorious. There are faults in the side quest system, the gearing system, the world exploration, the I'd even say the hunts. Frame like rate. The fr- <laughs> frame rate. Uh, there are flaws That's if you are looking for RPG <laughs> elements. But, you know, there just are. Um, yep. As far as being an action game in the vein of Devil May Cry, it doesn't tread new ground either. You know, I'm hesitant yeah. to give it a nine or a ten because. Yeah, it's a good action game with a good story and great visuals and audio, and it's fun to play and mess around with the combat system for a little while. But it doesn't tread any new ground as far as the action game, and it certainly doesn't tread any new ground as an RPG. So I think it's just a solid game. Have some fun with it. 7.5 to an 8. I have no desire to finish New Game Plus. I have no desire to try and platinum this thing. Um, Yeah. I got what I wanted out of it. I enjoyed the story. 45, 40, 45-ish hours doing all the hunts and everything. So I finished everything there was to finish um, without platinuming it or new game plusing it. And I just don't care about arcade mode. I played this exactly the same way I've played Devil May Cry. Some people spend days and months in those arcade modes and difficulty things. That's not for me. Enjoyed the story. Moving on to the next game. That's right. Uh... Uh, quickly before we move over yeah, go from for it. Go for it. Uh, during the initial live event they did before the yeah. game launch, they had mentioned that they had uh, Platinum Games work on something in this game, at least the body of, as well as the Kingdom Hearts team. Do you guys think you know where those moments were? Mm. I honestly have not been... There's a couple of bits that scream Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> uh, like uh, Ramu's Icon ability and the Titan loss fight. Well, I think for Platinum Games, I'm thinking the Phoenix stuff because it's semi bulletel esque. Maybe. I mean, that's, yeah, that's very Panzer Dragoon. That's not necessarily Platinum Games. Neobari is kind of like on my side there. 8.5, great combat. Story could have been a bit tighter. World bid, buildings, outstanding side quest. Oh, Baron asked a good question. Did you get your money worth, Flynn? I mean, for Flynn, this is... After yeah, 150 hours, I think yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Tark, uh, if you had beaten it right now, would you have gotten your money wor- money's worth? Uh, you know, with the $9,000 collector's edition that I spent... Um, so yes, uh, I, I've enjoyed my time with the game. So yeah, I've gotten my money's worth. Um, whether that's you know full seventy dollars or someone pays forty dollars, I, th- I think I've uh, enjoyed my time with it, and I I'm excited to finish it. So yeah, I'm. I got the. I'm happy with my the, time. whatever it was like the ninety dollar physical deluxe thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would say yes too. Like unequivocally, very quickly, yes. In the same way I got it out of Devil May Cry games. Yes. I don't feel cheated by the cost. I hate the games as $70 price tags, but this wasn't going to be a $70 price tag for me anyway. Like, guaranteed, I was not going to get the collector's item, but I wasn't going to buy the basic one of this. So I can't really be mad at a $70 price tag for this one. Next game, though, I'll I'll be yelling at clouds. Uh, you know, telling kids, get off my lawn. Square mm-hmm. Enix, uh, in their financial report, well, not really a financial report. It was more like a call 
that it was the, the shareholders meeting, right? So they didn't go over like how they did in a particular quarter, but it was like a Q&A with the shareholders. Uh, the team made a number of comments that I think are interesting. One of the most interesting ones, though, is that they were asked, hey, Final Fantasy 1 through 6 pixel remaster has been well-received. Are there plans to remaster other titles? Personally, I would like to play Xenogears. And the board replied, we'll refrain from sharing information about new titles, but we are considering <laughs> various ideas within the company and hope that you will look forward to forthcoming announcements. Uh, then they said, hey, the company's had longer gaps between releases than its peers do. And again, the reply was, I'll refrain from speaking in specifics. But I will say that we believe the strengthening of our internal development organization will be of benefit as the difficulty of developing major titles is becoming extremely high, which also has implications for development lead times. We hope that this reinforcement of our organization will promote the development not only of major titles, but of new IPs under the new management team. So we could, Tark, be looking at remasters of other Square games thanks to Pixel Remasters, which is exactly what we had said will probably yes, happen years ago when they announced Pixel Remasters. If you want remasters, you have to buy this. And it looks you like show us that, this is, that you appreciate this before we do this into more stuff, yeah. Uh, on the subject of Xenogears, I would love that. I just think the second disc is problematic for that, though. Uh, just knowing its history and, and the development on that. And that the second disc is pretty much not even playing a game. It's just storybook. So, um, yeah, give us more remasters. Um, I'm still waiting for a physical edition of Pixel Remaster for 1 through 6. Uh, can we make that happen at some point? That'd be nice. Um, if they're going just all digital, like, I don't know how excited I can be on these. Like I, I, I need to have physical copies. Um, I want to have to hold on to these things in perpetuity and. <clears throat> Flynn, what are you looking forward to? You want Xeno gears or is something else a little higher on the list for the Flynn dog? I'd like to see as, uh, to Calpara, some of the other. PS1 stuff uh, like oh, Final, so Fantasy Final, Final Fantasy 9 remaster. That's totally really a thing, not really a thing, no, but remake. totally a thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Parasite Eve as well. Oh, there's yeah. a no few doubt, ones. Man. Parasite Hell Eve. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, the Square Enix games, uh, if I sold a list, I'd be like, that one especially is just, you know, coming up one o'clock in the morning is trying to remember every game. <laughs> but yeah, Tactics and Parasite Eve. Let's uh Dragon Quest has sold over 88 million copies as a franchise. Cool. Over 88 million copies. Final Fantasy also passing a milestone recently. 180 million units across its franchise as well. Both super impressive numbers. Yes. Final Fantasy gets slapped on everything, so... Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I will say this, though. Grand Theft Auto V also passed 180 million copies. Yeah, but how many times they re-released re re that now? <laughs> that was a PS3 game? Three. Yeah. It's, Just it's Skyrim. It is. In the period that GTA V came out to now, we had, what, GTA three. I said the San Andreas, the stories games. 
There was a little bit of a fight online before we slide over about, uh, you know, Neobari I saw earlier, I think, said in chat something about, uh, you know, for the hours that they got out of it, yes, the price was worth it. But if they had to buy a PlayStation 5 to play it, then no, obviously, they, they didn't feel that the, the game is worth that. And that's always been a big debate, right, about the PS5 exclusivity of Final Fantasy 16, even if it just ends up being a timed exclusive. It is an exclusive. And so they send out that tweet we talked about on the show. They sold, you know, 3 million copies in that first week and, and everywhere. Now, some reporting by Bloomberg started digging into sales numbers and saying, hey, you know, 16's actually selling pretty weak, particularly looking at Japan, right? Because that was a big number we talked mm -hmm. about two weeks ago was the sell-through rate in Japan was extremely high. They had like 300 and almost 340,000 units in that first week. Second week, and this is all excluding download sales, 37,000 units. 37, almost a 90% drop off from week one to week two. If you go back and look at Final Fantasy VII Remake, that's actually pretty consistent. Also with seven, uh, Final Fantasy XV. 700, 700,000 units, 70, 70, roughly, for that one. So it kind of sparked a debate here. Some say, uh, from Takahashi Mozu, uh, Mochizuki on Twitter, saying some say 16's weak sales are due to elements out of Square Enix, Enix's control. No, it wasn't. It was Square Enix that decided to launch the game on PlayStation 5 only on June 22nd at $69.99, nobody else. And then does a, a comparison of week one to week two drop-offs. So while the drop-off was the same, Tark, 90%-ish, 85 to 90%-ish in Japan week one to week two, the comparison here is 16 half the units in Japan on week one, basically, as Final Fantasy VII Remake and Final Fantasy XV, 15 in particular, mainline series title, being available on multi-platforms. Does exclusivity hurt Final Fantasy in the long run? Um, maybe, I guess is the question. I think there's more data that still needs to be looked at, and I'm sure some people have, have done that. Um, but like install base, um, life cycle of when a title gets re released, like the Final Fantasy VII uh, remake numbers and the 15 numbers, those released on PlayStation 4, and that system much had been out. Much larger install base by much, the time it came Much out. larger install base. So, you know, I, I want to know, like, what's the percentage of the install base versus actually bought it? You know, if it's about the same percentage, then who the frick cares? Um also, you could say, you know, it's exclusivity, but in Japan, Xbox doesn't do well there anyways. So, and you're not going to put it on Switch. Like, that system's six, seven years old, and it wasn't even that great when it released. So, um, it'll come out on PC. I don't know how PC is in Japan. So, it, it, there, there needs to be more data here. So, it's a maybe as far as if this hurts it or not. Flynn, you might be willing to accept softer sales 
when you sign a deal with a company like Sony that also softens the risk, right? Yeah. Well, uh, in preparation for the show, I was looking at some sales numbers. Uh, a guy, uh, Mr. PO1 on Twitter, was comparing just week one sales of 16 versus Uncharted 4. So 16, we know, 3 Another million Another PlayStation in one... exclusive. Yeah. But so, also, to uh, Tark's point, a PlayStation 4 exclusive. PS5. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So 38 million install base on the PS5 right now, and 3 million sold in 16. Uncharted 4, week one, 2.7 million copies sold with a 40 million install base. So a big install base and sold less than 16. Um, but yeah, back in this is back in 2016. So that's 700,000 from 15. 40 million PS4s, but probably 40, 30 million Xboxes as well. So it seems proportionate to the amount of units when you are. when you compare a console exclusive to a console exclusive. Yeah, yeah, which is a an important but even like I make. think week one is Street Fighter Six, different genre completely, which is multi-platform. That sold one point six million, give or take, for week one. Do you, last question, then we're gonna move on uh, to uh, love it or leave it, and we'll get Faye on here uh, streaming because it just kind of dawned on me. The whole point of the 16 experiment, Tark, was supposedly to bring Final Fantasy as a franchise to a new audience, whether that audience is mm -hmm. younger or just an, a, a different genre. Yoshi P specifically pointed out younger audiences. Does this game do it? Because that's the number they're looking for, right? Does this do it? Uh, I think in that initial goal, yes. They have reached new audiences. I just think that they didn't take into account the alienation that, you know, that their history and what they've put out as far as this series, and especially mainline, um, it has an effect on it. Um, if they continue down this, you're going to see that division of the, the old school, like me and you, um, and this new school. Um, where so, so do you gain? they might buy this up. Do you gain? Yeah. That's the question. Are they getting yeah. more new than they're losing old? Yes, that's that's the big question, and I don't know. Um, we probably won't know this until Final Fantasy 17, Final Fantasy 18, how things pan out long run. Flynn? Uh, yeah, I've, I've seen, like, no, I've doubly given them actually looking at stuff for 16 outside of my space. There's a lot of people coming in from playing Dragon's Dog, but they'll make cry and get into the action game. So it's bringing new people in. Whether it's something they'll continue into the next mainline, we'll see. Because they might see, right, people like this, but they don't want it as a mainline. We did alienate our fans a bit too much. So uh, it's really hard to see without data or anything being said from Square Enix. Let's slide over and do Love It or Leave It. Love it or leave it is the way we end every episode of The Relic Grind here. It's where I give you something Square Enix related. Could be a game, a feature in a game, a press release, or even something tangentially related, and you tell me whether you love it, want more of it, leave it, never see it again. Tark, I want to know, do you love it or leave it, the idea of Final Fantasy 16 DLC? Uh, leave it. Um, I'm kind of feeling like you once I'm done with the game. Like, I, I don't care to replay it. Uh, I don't need to go back to it. 
uh, yeah, I, if it's that high, it's like, why, why, why I don't love it. So yeah, leave it. I don't really care for more. Flint. Uh, I'll love it. If he has a chance to show more of the world, I'm done for it. Uh, I think I'm done with it too. Yeah. I'm going to leave it. Uh, next up. Don't go anywhere. Chat. We got Faye Death. She's back. What's up, Faye? Okay. What up? What How's you doing? We're going to play some more Pokemon if I can get VLC to cooperate. Oh, all right. All right. All right. You down with, uh, have you been playing 16 at all? I haven't. I need to pick it up. It's on my list. I'm interested. No worries. It's been a while since I picked up a Final Fantasy game, but. Hey, this one's a little different. I don't know if you know. I've heard I've heard but it sounds different in uh, some good ways that I might like hey maybe that's the game that like gets me into that style of game maybe. I don't know that's it's worth what, a shot that's what Yoshi open. Open. Yeah. <laughs> exactly they that, could get me they know how to that's gonna do it here for us on the relic grind we'll see you next week or at least I will uh, with some Final Fantasy TCG Legends review Tark will be in headed to Fan Fest there Flynn, you can have the week off. Where can everybody find you, Mr. Flynn? Uh, you'll find me over on uh, We're Being Crisis, uh, doing some streams. Some of my raid members are away, so I'm back to uh, Persona 3 next week. Maybe some more keeps of cut. Sounds good. Tark? Switch to YouTube all at Tarkoth Gaming, playing Final Fantasy 14 and finishing 16. And you can catch me here on Red Check Radio Saturday nights. Uh, we finished the story of 15. So we're doing uh, the bonus dungeons and super bosses. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there, Magic Man One. But more importantly, follow at RC Radio R A D E O, and you'll know anytime we're going live with a podcast, playing Final Fantasy TCG, gaming, or just hanging out. And you're welcome to join us. Until next time, stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. Need to find some dank rooms. <laughs>